right, I hope you buckled up for this week, because uh, get ready. There is going to be nonstop rage, lying, hatred, propaganda, misinformation, slander, libel, besmirchment, smears, and everything basically we've experienced for four years as the Democratic National Convention is now underway. The president, by the way, in uh, Minnesota as we speak. We'll be also headed to Wisconsin today uh, and uh, out on the road. And, uh, you know, just listen to what Kamala Harris just said there. He inherited the greatest economic expansion. Bull. That's a lie. Only president in history never to make 3% GDP growth in a single quarter. That would be Biden Obama. 13 million more Americans on food stamps after eight years. Biden Obama. 8 million more poverty. Biden, Obama, the last, uh, the, the literally the lowest labor participation since the 70s, eight years, Biden, Obama, worst recovery since the 40s, Biden, Obama, the lowest home ownership rate in 51 years. That would be Joe and Barack. And of course, more debt than all 43 presidents before them combined. Oh, facts matter. You're not going to get a lot of facts this week. You're going to. Oh, my gosh. Aren't they great? This is the greatest. I have a thrill up my leg. I mean, we've had more. We used to call them Obamagasms. You know, back in the day, Chris Matthews, you know, I got only I get a thrill up and down my leg every time he speaks. It's like everybody in the mob now. You can't even isolate it because there's so many of them. Let me put something in perspective as you begin this DNC convention week. From March until today, 78 days until Election Day. It's uh, if you get all the press conferences, all of the questions, by the way, you know, the gaggles, et cetera. Donald Trump has answered one thousand eight hundred and three questions from the mob. How many do you think the ever forgetful, the frail looking, the tired looking, weak looking, seemingly out of it? Joe Biden, how many questions do you think he's answered? 34. Kamala, oh, she did like one of the late shows, one of the comedy shows. That's it. Biden, 34 questions. What do you, and all you're going to get this week is, is nothing but bumper stickers, slogans, and then Trump hatred. All things Trump hatred. I think one of the funnier things is that, you know, we're going to watch this convention. It's all going to be taped. A lot of it's going to be taped anyway. Pretty amazing. Now, I'm going to get into all of that. We'll give you latest poll numbers. Um, one of the more interesting things I found is you know, Barack Obama privately predicted Joe will F things up, according to uh, Business Insider. That was pretty funny. You know, doesn't really have it. Joe Biden telling a Democratic candidate during the party's primary, according to Politico, that there are lingering te- tensions between Barack and Joe and their camps. Uh, over the former president's perceived lack of support for his former running mate. Uh, By the way, just something to pay attention to. You think it's bad in these liberal states? There is a mass exodus out of New York. The highest occupancy rate in like 30 years in New York City. People are leaving. We'll go through the crime statistics over the weekend. Another disastrous, violent weekend all around the country. Um. And it's it's now resulting. It's going to be a a drastic cut in taxes. Get this. I saw this on Fox Business. Uh, Wait till Andrew Cuomo hears about this idea. If you're in New York, get ready. That means me. 
Uh, Neil Cavuto questions California State Assemblyman, a guy by the name of Rob uh, Bonta. He did it on Friday, an interview that he had over his proposal to institute a 0.4% wealth tax on California residents worth more than 30 million bucks. Asked if he was concerned that his new tax would chase even more wealth out of California. He explained that his proposal had a safety valve. Residents who moved away would be forced to pay California's wealth tax for a full decade after they left the state. If you move in one year, he said, 90% of the tax bill applies. The following year, the rate drops to 80% and so on until it's phased out. So you're not even a resident of that state and they're going to try and pick your pocket and rob you blind? Money you've already paid legal taxes on is, you know, now they're going to go back retroactively and take more of your money? This is your modern liberal democratic extreme socialist party. This is who they are. This is this is preview of coming attractions. Want to know what defund the police that Kamala supported cutting back on LAPD funds and Joe Biden supports that police become the enemy, he said. Yeah, okay. Now one one kind word about all the cops that protect and serve and put their lives on the line. Um the big thing is now I wanted you to keep this in mind. Anthony Fauci, loved by the liberal media whenever he says anything that might be perceived as, well, he's contradicting the president. Yeah, he said there is no reason at all that Americans can't vote in person for the 2020 presidential election as long as voters follow proper social distancing guidelines amid the coronavirus pandemic. Said if it's carefully done according to guidelines, there's no reason that I can see. Uh, why that not be the case? Why? Because now remember, the first Corona relief package was held up in large part because the Democrats, they were willing to allow workers and businessmen and needed PPE monies and everything in between. Right in the middle of this, they delayed it and delayed it and delayed it because they wanted to change the voting laws. Now it's a full court press. Now, Pelosi, we've got to call members back to Capitol Hill to consider United States Postal Service, the USPS legislation. And he says, you know, to make sure that our elections are going to be safe and secure. It's a pandemic. Well, they didn't seem to care about the pandemic during the rioting. That's still going on day 80, whatever, in Portland. They don't really seem to care at all uh, about any of these things until they can exploit it politically. They left town without any relief aid coming from them. The president had to act by himself. Now, in case you're interested, thousands of U.S. Postal Service mailboxes were actually removed during the Biden-Obama administrations. Well, what do you think about all that? Can you imagine? Yep, about 14,000 mailboxes removed during the Barack and Joe years. Whoopsie-daisy. Oh, that, that kind of blows that narrative. Now, you're also hearing from the likes of you know, every Democrat, they are, they're just, this is their cause celeb because they think, oh, this is, this is great. Now, if I, if I was at the Democratic National Convention this week, which I normally would be at every four years, by the way, not the best four days of my life, but if I would be there doing my job, surrounded by, well, basically a team of martial arts experts that are great at what they do to protect me from the very angry mob of, of Trump and Hannity haters. But anyway, Cory Booker, very confident that voter fraud in vote by mail is rare. 
Well, that wouldn't actually be the case because I actually have in front of me facts. And you can go get them online at heritage.org slash vote fraud. And they just had a, a quick sampling of election fraud cases from across the country. And they give you chapter, verse and details. I'll sum it up for you if you like. 1,088 proven instances of voter fraud, including 949 criminal convictions, 48 civil penalties, and 75 diversion programs, and eight judicial findings, and eight official findings. Whoopsie-daisy. You know, they have thousands and thousands of ballots that were just dumped in, in the recent primaries in New York State. If you can believe that, it's still happening. It's happened for decades. And, you know, really, even Barack Obama, let's play him in his own words, even admitting, yeah, Democrats capable of cheating. Now, if I was to go to that Democratic convention this week, I would need a photo ID to get in the building. Well, why don't you need the same to vote? Listen, I would just like to know what you can say to reassure us that this election will not be rigged or stolen. Well... Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. Um, but, but look, I come from Chicago, so, so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have to. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to you know, tilt things in their direction. Yeah, okay, Chicago. We're going to get lectures from Chicago. No, thank you on voting and voting, voter integrity and honesty. Uh, why did they remove all the, the, the mailboxes then? When the, well, he's even admitting, well, they're not going to play that now. I mean, this is now, this is now their cause to let. Now they're demanding that the United States Postal Service Postmaster General testify urgently because as Donald Trump is trying to sabotage the Postal Service well, and Chucky Schumer, you know, they're all on the same talking point. But this has been now building and building from this is not new. This is their urgency. They now want to they, they're going to try and say, see, Donald Trump didn't. He used Russia in 2016 and he wouldn't let people vote. Want to know the safest way to vote? Go to the polls. That's the safest way to ensure your vote is counted. And my advice to uh, Republicans, you better have your lawyers standing by at all these places and you better have vote. Uh, observers everywhere too because I don't know I'm a sort of Reagan trust to verify guy they can say that everything's going to be honest all they want why didn't Pelosi return to extend unemployment benefits why is this now the fifth time that they've tried to hold up everything in Congress for all of this you know it's funny you know how's your DMV working a good point that Chris Christie made over the weekend yeah New Jersey right now in my home state you have to still wait six seven eight hours for motor vehicles uh, to get licenses and registration and license plates. You know, Mark Meadows made a good point. We want every vote to count, but that only one vote counts. When you look at this, it's over process. Why would it, the, the same government that can't keep law, order, safety, security, can't educate our kids, they fail miserably, and the same people that lied about Obamacare, the same people that robbed the lockbox for Social Security and raided it, and Medicare and everything else that they screw up. What gives you any faith that they're capable of doing this right? And with all of the number of hands that, you know, these ballots will pass through, do you really trust it? Because I don't. And, you know, I think for especially the ends justifies the means, and we'll go along with Russia collusion lies and Ukrainian double standards. 
I don't trust anything that these Democrats say or do, period, end of sentence. You know, but if you want to make sure every vote counts, I want everybody. By the way, I don't care what your political affiliation, go to Hannity.com. When does early voting start in your state? What about absentee voting? How do you register? It's just an informational map. Who's running for Congress? You know, the post office even says, by the way, the uh, postmaster general said, yeah, you got a tight time frame. He sent a letter out to states. You might want to look at adjusting it because even the post office's guaranteed two-day mail isn't guaranteed in two days. And by the way, that wasn't just the Trump administration. That was every administration prior. So you're talking about, listen, what, what they're looking for here, and don't forget about the issues of ballot harvesting. Peter Navarro talked about that this weekend. And, oh, and they have the latest conspiracy theory. The Trump administration is locking up mailboxes in California and Burbank. They really are. They're, they're locking them up. I think it was, uh, let's see. Yeah, we have recent cases. The Philly fraud case, by the way, by the U.S. Justice Department have just uh, expanded. The New Jersey mail-in ballot scheme was exposed there. One city councilman, one city councilman charged last month in a mail ballot fraud scheme. West Virginia mail carrier was nabbed in a mail-in ballot scheme there. California voter fraud, you know, conviction exposed skid row schemes. In other words... Forced and forged signatures on ballot petitions and voter registration forms. Illinois let non-citizens register to vote. Alabama had an absentee fraud in 2019. I mean, these are, you know, within recent years. Absentee ballot theft in Florida in 2018. Pay-to-vote scheme in New Jersey was exposed in 2019. Wisconsin County Supervisor admitted to ballot fraud in, in Milwaukee. And pled guilty in 2018 to election fraud. Want me to keep going? Because I can also talk about New Mexico, Indiana, Arizona, and a bunch of other states. Now the Democrats are going postal with their busted mailbox conspiracy theory. More conspiracy theories by these leftists. They're unhinged. They're psychotic. It's It's a psychotic cult now hating Trump. So just to understand, I can sum up the week for you. Donald Trump sucks. He's horrible. He's evil. He's this. He's that. He's a monster. He's terrible. He's awful. And we're going to save the world and give you everything for free. That's pretty much the whole thing. And he doesn't even want you to vote. Well, this is an old game Democrats play. Remember Al Gore, predominantly African-American audience? Republicans have the wrong agenda for African-Americans. They don't even want to count you in the census. Or Biden, we're going to put you all back in chains. And it is sad that the, this, this is the predictable, and I, I try to remind you, every two and four years, because most people don't live in this insane world that I live in, but it's predictable as the day is long, and the sun rising in the east and setting in the west, it's that predictable. But with all of that said, they're not going to convince anybody They'll get whatever convention bounce they get out of this week, but it is going to be what it's going to be. It is going to be dull. It is going to be boring. It is going to be repetitive. It is going to be slogans and bumper stickers and rage and psychosis and hatred and irrationality. And we pledge to do this. Well, why didn't Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer do it in 125 years? Bolshevik Bernie's economic plan, AOC's new Green Deal madness, You know, now uh, Kamala is, uh, what, the most extreme radical left-wing senator, even more than Bernie, most radical ticket of a major party in history. 
I live free or die. By the way, if you haven't gotten your copy, thank you uh, all for your support. You know what's amazing is uh, I did at the uh, I was reluctant because I knew how hard it would be um, at the request of the publisher. I did the entire audio book myself, cover to cover, uh, which is I, I'm not complaining. I mean, I, I wanted to do it. and I wanted to do it also. I wanted to do a good job at it. Um, and when you're reading, which is not something I'm used to doing on radio, except if I'm obviously quoting from an article or something, um, it's just hard. And it was, well, I guess between the time, the 10 hours, the first day, the nine hours, the second day, then you have to go back and, you know, to make it just right, you have to, you know, do whatever editing you need to do and get it right. If I mispronounce words or whatever I happen to do in the course of reading a book, just, you know, just speak, you know, let's put it this way. I think Joe would have a hard time doing it. Um, but anyway, so that's available too if you travel a lot and uh, maybe you're over the road trucker guy, whatever. Uh, we're gonna we're working on a few cool events this week that we're gonna have, and we'll uh, announce all of them on Hannity.com. I love the fact that the book is discounted. The ebook is sold like crazy too. I didn't know we were number one in that as well. We're number, number one in everything, Sean. I yeah, well, um, th- that's I honestly I am appreciative. I don't want to. I'm very grateful. Well, can we talk about the big events? Can tomorrow? I just say one? Th- can I just say one thing? Because you know what the mob would do. Hannity gets clobbered by this hate Trump book. So I mean, and I and I I didn't care in the end. It didn't really matter to me. But what's more important is what we hear in seventy eight or seventy nine days. That's where I want to be number one, and it's and and that has broad implications for our future and our kids and our grandkids. That's that matters to me the most. That's really what I care about. I care about, you know, look, this country that allowed me, the son of just dirt poor grandparents, all four from Ireland, and the son of a prison guard mother who, who drove, you know, worked 16-hour shifts my entire gr- life growing up in a prison, and dad was a family court probation guy, and for years a waiter on weekends, and that, that I would have blessings of liberty and freedom and the ability to pursue my dreams— and, it, you know, I want that for everybody. That's that is that is what. But there's only one way to have that. And it's liberty and freedom and capitalism, invention, innovation, risk, reward, capitalism, the greatest system that's created the most amount of wealth ever in the history of mankind and and our wealth we share with the world. Our discoveries, our science, we share with the rest of the world. When we get a coronavirus vaccine, we will share it with the world. The ventilators that the president had mass produced, he's sharing with the world. And along with all these other things. The system, their stated policies of radical extreme socialism will destroy, well, it, it, it always, whatever form it comes in, will take away, at the end of the day, will take away the wealth creation that built this country. You know, believe me, look at California. Now they want to tax you 10 years after you leave the state because they, they're going to punish you for leaving because they screwed things up so bad. Same with New York's next, Illinois after that. New Jersey not far behind because everyone's racing the hell out of these cities and states with their bureaucracy and their high taxation. That's what I call a preview of coming attractions in, in Biden's America. Oh, of course, we got to change voting. Oh, yeah. Okay, 1,088 proven instances of voter fraud. I just went through many examples. 
Uh, Linda, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. I kind of meant to interrupt you, but I didn't mean. I was just no. I think a... the funniest part of that that whole thing was you saying, "Wait, can I just finish?" I'm like, "Well, it is your show, so by all means, if you have a thought, you know, you no, should share I just, it." I feel I feel strong. I, I, listen, you know something? There comes a point in life, and then I'm going to let you. Sh- I'll have say whatever you want. And you have a five year old little boy, as cute as can be. He just turned five. Liam is his name. My kids are gone. I, my 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 son's a senior in college. My daughter's going to college. And I'm proud of both of them, love them to death, but it's now their life. You know, the only thing I, I'm, you got to be here for them and I will be. And, but at the end of the day, what I tell them to do is, you know, they've got to find whatever their dream in life is. And I'm frankly thankful. Neither of them have any interest in what I do for a living. Because I wouldn't want them in the public eye and you more as well as anybody 15 years, you've seen it. And you know what? I know a lot of you say, well, you get paid this amount of money, Hannity. Nobody ever got the number right, by the way. They all guess. Everyone guesses. Cracks me up. But it's not about that. It's what, what kind of America are our kids going to grow up in now? You start, I start getting older. I start thinking about that. When my mom died at 69, my dad at 72, it's not like I have longevity genes. Not thinking about dying anytime soon, I'll tell you that. I have a lot more I'd like to do in life. But the reality is, you know, I don't want, as Reagan admonished us, reminded us, freedom is one generation away from extinction. I've tried to say that in every interview I've done so far. It can't be on our watch. That's what's at stake in 78 days. You want madness? You want radical socialism? You want cult, psychotic rage? You're going to get that all week. Good luck with that. But it's not going to end well. Why are people leaving New York, New Jersey, Illinois, California in droves? Because that's a preview of Biden and Kamala's America. And Bolshevik Bernie's economic plans will drag us there. And AOC's new Green Deal will drag us there. Anyway, I'm sorry. I will now shut up. I promise. No, and everything you're saying is very important. You know, when... Everybody knows that we start to think about our own mortality when we have kids, right? And everybody will tell you, like, oh, you'll never understand what it feels like to have a child till you have your own. And and I was one of those people, like, I love kids. I'm I'm sure I'll feel great. And then I had my son, and I was like, oh, my God. This is this is my Achilles heel. This is going to be my weakness for the rest and of my life. By the way, that never goes away. Right. It never ends. My mother says never. it to me this day. But I was, you know, we were talking about all the different things that we've been doing. And so, you know, I've been thinking of different ways that we can involve some of the awesome people that we work with on the show. And one of them is obviously Leo Terrell, who caused quite the stir over the weekend because of his MAGA hat, um, which was hysterical on TV. But he is actually going to moderate your event tomorrow night now. He's agreed to do it. And uh, he's going to be the one asking all the tough questions for the books. And you know, I am event. taking one career risk after another. It's fantastic. First, it's O'Reilly, two non-cupcake interviews. Then I'm, I'm, I'm nuts. I let you take over one of these town halls. Oh, my now God. I took Leo it so Terrell easy on you. Please. No, you were not hard. Because I don't let anyone ever well, ask me more than five questions. I just keep filibustering. Oh, my God. You are the, you're the biggest filibuster. But <laughs> I am. I can't Leo is doing it tomorrow night. So if you guys want to find out more, it's Books A Million. Right after we get off the air, you go right to Books A Million. You can find all the information on Hannity.com. I got to mention them more. Books A Million also is discounted the book. I, I, 
Well, the easiest way to do it, Sean. Don't buy mom and dad a gift. Just give them your copy. Lend them your copy. Yeah, don't do that. Buy a copy. We're capitalists here. You know, go out to Sean. Yeah, yeah. SeanHannityBook.com has every single retailer, all of our different partners, the Sam's Clubs, the Costco's, the Amazons, Books a Million, Bethany Books, Books and Greetings, all these awesome retailers. And all of them are trying to keep their head above water during these crazy COVID times. So if you want to help out some of these smaller chains, I think it would be awesome. And Books a Million, uh, the Atlanta and the Jacksonville in real life events are kind of combined into this one virtual event tomorrow night. And Leo's going to moderate it. And I think it's going to be a ton of fun. So I think people should go online, get their tickets and uh, see what you guys have to say. Well, I can't. <laughs> now another career risk. No, listen, Leo's been awesome. I think I made Leo's world, though, when he when I got it so he could talk to the president. Uh, that one night on Hannity was, was He great. was definitely very happy. Yeah, um, but he's right, and it's, listen, I wish I could tell everybody how this is all going to end. I can't. All I know is Joe Biden, since March till today, has answered 34 questions. Trump, 1,803. He's hiding. He's a ghost. Kamala is a ghost. We'll get a few puffy interviews. I mean, it's disgraceful that they're allowing this and the mob to happen. Because that's the only shot they got now. There's going to be more importance on the debates, and are they going to try and get out of the debate? Nothing would shock me. Kamala actually saying, well, you may not fall in love with who you're voting for. She's she's acknowledging nobody loves Joe Biden or, or trusts him. And then, you know, in the age of COVID, it's a matter of life and death. She didn't support the travel ban. Or the subsequent travel bans. She didn't she didn't mobilize the largest medical mobilization in history, neither did Joe. You know, she explains away calling out Biden for working with segregation. It's always oh, just the debate. Sort of like George Stephanopoulos. They're just guys in the neighborhood, Ayers and Dorn, they're just just a debate. You called him a racist. What do you mean it's just a debate? Um by the way, uh, Bernie Sanders ignored an interruption just to bash Trump more. That's what it's going to be. This is the most radical, extreme socialist ticket of a major party in history. You know, it's it's a party that has no room for for a guy like Joe Lieberman. It's all you need to know. Bernie Sanders was an outcast. He was an outlier. He was barely tolerated by the Democratic Party establishment. He's now the, the heart of it. Contempt for law and order. You know, they wouldn't seek the death penalty for a cop killer wow and her position on oh yeah it's great to defund the lapd really and of course you can't have your own private health insurance wow it's pretty crazy the most radical extreme thing is that what america is is america gonna fall for this the mob and the media they are cheerleading they are goo goo and gaga they cannot help themselves now the only way we win is if you vote that's the only way to win. By the way, what happened to John Kasich? I used to be friends with him. He's at my 50th birthday party, even. Liked him. He worked with Newt Gingrich. How does he justify embracing this nuttiness? He has, I lost running for president-itis, which is a real syndrome. Now the conspiracy theories that they are trying to literally, they're locking down mailboxes that, 14,000 of them, Biden and Barack, took away. I love this. Kicks off the DNC convention in his basement bunker. That, that's apropos. Unbelievable. There's no enthusiasm for, 
you know, the, I think the question for many people, well, Donald Trump argues he's tough. You know, I wish he would just tweet less. I wish he'd fight less. Well, if he didn't fight on impeachment and the Ukrainian hoax and, and the Russia lies, who would have fought? You know, well, Trump's enthusiasm has hit a new high. There's not much enthusiasm for the Democratic ticket at all by anybody. Funny thing we found about Obama privately predicting, according to Politico, that yeah, Joe will F things up. That made me laugh. CNN polls Trump in a statistical tie with Biden. Of course, 538. No, oh, no, that's an outlier. Don't trust them. Okay. As bad as I think the NBC poll was, Trump's positivity rate soars past Biden. That means there's no enthusiasm for Joe. I hope people that love freedom and liberty and capitalism and risk, reward, innovation and invention. Those of us, in other words, that are conservative, those of you that are disgusted by what's going on in the big cities, I hope you're going to get out and vote. I hope you'll take, and that's, we have the Hannity election map with information. The NYPD union made their first presidential endorsement ever for Donald J. Trump. Did you see what happened in, you know, uh, uh, you had a, a mob of these anarchists dragging a driver from his truck and beating him to a pulp? Yeah, we have that. And then this was in Portland, day like 80 there. 51 shot, six dead this weekend in New York City. Police, three officers injured, 18 arrested in a Seattle riot. I just mentioned the Portland riot, the brutal assault caught on video. We'll show you tonight. Congresswoman Presley calls for unrest in the streets over Trump-allied politicians ignoring Americans' concerns. Establish just policies, Ocasio-Cortez Silent on Seattle protesters urging, quote, white people to give up their homes. Did you see that this weekend? We're the United States of America. One God, glorious nation under God, one united family. Trump sends a warning to de Blasio after another bloody weekend. Andrew Cuomo, he's desperate to get out of the, the COVID mess he screwed up. Oh, Trump's responsible for New York's violence. No, I think not how bad it's getting out there. Do you feel safe, secure? It's a preview of coming attraction. 64 shot, five fatally in Chicago this weekend, including a 12-year-old little boy. 12-year-old kid. Six teenagers also wounded. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Sad, preventable. 18 shot, four dead in Cincinnati. Bill Cunningham's home. Three police officers shot in Texas. Suspect barricades inside the house. 60% of voters with children would feel less safe sending them to school in a police-free zone, you think? Portland leftists cursing at cops, pulling off their shirt, charging at them. Cop gets pepper sprayed. Unbelievable. Chicago police officer smashed in the head with a skateboard by a Black Lives Matter protester. Vast majority of protests have been peaceful in Chicago, according to Mayor Lightweight. He's as bad as Comrade de Blasio. is working with federal partners to identify ringleaders. A little late. It's every weekend. And Deadfish did nothing either. Before her. Minneapolis, same thing. Law, order, safety, security. High taxes, low taxes, energy dependent, independent. Sanctuary States of America, United Sanctuary States, open borders, amnesty versus security. 
Low taxes, high taxes, more bureaucracy, less bureaucracy. What are you going to do in 78 days? Because I can't do it myself. What's important to you? Your children, your family, future generations. We have a duty here to preserve capitalism, liberty, freedom, capitalism, our way of life. That's on the ballot this year, too. Because these stated policies will destroy this economy. All right, live free or die, America and the world on the brink. Live free or America dies. That's how realistic I believe that all is. Thank you for being with us. 800-941-SEAN is our number. Okay, it's going to be a week full of hatred. I mean, they are going to be unhinged. I mean, that's going to be like the entertainment for the week. We'll just come on and play their nutty words, their nutty ideas, their vitriol, their psychotic Trump hatred, because that's really what they're running on. They're not running on what they're, well, they are running on their crazy ideas. Never been a, never been a major political party this radical, this extreme. Never had a presidential candidate, vice presidential running mate that literally take the side of anarchists, police, they become the enemy. Or I like defunding 150, what, million dollars from the LAPD. 60% of that force happens to be Hispanic American. Most of the cities we talk about are majority minority officers. Feel so sorry for Carmen Best. I hope somebody hires her really quickly. She seems like an amazing woman that's done an amazing job and, and stood up for her officers. Under un, They've made it un, untenable for her to do her job. Sad. They're going to talk about Bernie's radical socialist ideas, Medicare for all, expanding Obamacare. Hate Trump, hate Trump, hate Trump. Then let's go back to the new Green Deal. Hate Trump, hate Trump, back to the new Green Deal. Amnesty, open borders, will become the United Sanctuary States of America. They're going to tax the rich, tax the rich, tax the rich. Watch the rich. They're going to leave. California now, they're proposing a bill that will keep residents paying state income taxes for 10 years after they leave the state, which would be unconstitutional and illegal when you consider the fact that, well, they lived there under one set of laws. You can't retroactively. They paid their taxes. Now we're going to come back and take another bite of the apple, and then when you die, we'll just take the rest of it. Pretty sick. Why? Because they can't possibly otherwise fund everything being free. Free pre-K through college. Student forgiveness. Guaranteed job, guaranteed government wage, guaranteed healthy food, guaranteed vacation, guaranteed health care. How did Obamacare work out? Not well. Guaranteed retirement. What happened to Social Security and Medicare? The lockbox was stolen. They raided it. They squandered it. They're both headed for bankruptcy. They can't keep simple law in order in any of these liberal cities or, or liberal states. They can't even educate your kids. It's a disaster what they've done to the school systems in all these these cities and states run by liberal Democrats for, for decades. Want to know why people are leaving in droves? Because they're not stupid. There's your answer. Now we go this past weekend, NYPD. Pretty amazing, isn't it? They made their first presidential endorsement ever. For who? Donald Trump. We saw the video out of Portland, a mob dragging a driver from his truck and beating this poor guy to a pulp. We'll show you on TV tonight. New York, 51 shot, six dead. 
So far, uh, you know, you, you, they have more people dead at this point in the year than they had all last year. Liberal cities in chaos. Let's see. Three officers injured in Seattle. 18 arrests. A riot there. I just mentioned Portland. Yeah, that was all caught on video. 80 some odd days now of violence there. Congresswoman Presley, member of the squad, unrest in the streets over Trump, allied politicians ignoring America's concern. Uh, justified. And uh, established just policies. Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, you know, being silent on Seattle protesters that were urging, quote, white people to give up their homes. That actually happened this weekend. I was in Seattle, residential area, protesters marching through the area. Give up your homes. I was in the New York Post. You know, now Cuomo is blaming oh, Donald Trump for the crime because he wants to avoid, of course, taking responsibility for his COVID screw-up, sending COVID patients to nursing homes and long-term care facilities that killed thousands. That stupid executive order. Same thing with Wolf in Pennsylvania, Murphy in New Jersey, Whitmer. Unbelievable. It's it's so sad. And it just was so unnecessary. By the way, Hollywood's even getting out. They don't want any part of this. 64 shot, five fatally shot in Chicago this weekend, including a 12-year-old little boy. That's our national treasure. Six other teenagers. Unbelievable. I mean, and then, you know, Mayor Lightweight, like Comrade de Blasio. I mean, just pathetic. 18 shot, four dead in Cincinnati. And it just goes on and on. Leo Terrell, at the Leo Terrell on Twitter. Horace uh, Cooper, legal commentator, uh, co-chair of the Black Leadership Network Project 21. Has a book coming out, How Trump is Making Black Mer- America Great Again. Welcome, both of you. Let me ask you, Leo Terrell. By the way, Leo, I you know, I'm off on Friday. Been doing an extra four or five on-air hours a day. And I'm enjoying it, to be honest. And yeah. uh, there you are with a MAGA hat. I'm like, wow. You, you have any proof of that? Yeah, I do. It was on, it was on Hannity, the show. Some, I, I, the second it happened, people uh, send me the clip. Well, I'll tell you, Sean, I, I, you know what? I'm committed to this president. And by the way, expect some tough questions from me. We turn the tables around when I host the uh, podcast tomorrow after your, your radio show. Expect by the way, that's a big career show. risk of mine, but just saying. <laughs> well, look, Sean, I'll tell you right now, you know, the, the left really is running on no policy except anti-Trump, and that's going to lose. Look at the recent CNN poll. People get it. They want law and order, and I'm glad you're mentioning all the chaos in these Democratic cities. When they talk about racial uh, systemic discrimination, you got a black police chief in Seattle. These criminals don't want any type of law and order. They believe in lawlessness. So when you hear the Democrats talk about systemic discrimination— I mean, you, you, just, you just stated it. Black people, brown people make up the police department, make up the government. They're basically running on fear and racial pandering. Kamala Harris is an affirmative action appointment playing to race. And I'll tell you right now, all Donald Trump has to do is keep talking about law and order, talk about the economy. And I'll sit here and say this. Two Saturdays ago, Sean, on that day when he signed those four executive orders, in my personal opinion, That was the best day of his administration. He boxed the Democrats in. He's working for the people. That's why he's going to win in November. Your take, Horace. 
Well, absolutely, Americans, black, white, or brown, want to have a conversation on what's going to end up making it possible for there to be more paycheck left at the end of the month instead of policies that we saw under the Obama administration when there was more month left at the end of the paycheck. We absolutely need a real, concrete discussion. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Black Americans, merely because they identify as Democrats, do not mean, does not mean that they support the social justice warrior agenda. Misgendering is not at the top of the list of black Americans. And lastly, we took a survey and asked black Americans how much would they be willing to pay for gasoline, how much extra would they be willing to pay for gasoline to stop global warming? And you know how they have emphasized the Green New Deal. Most black Americans weren't willing to pay even 10 cents more. When we ask a dollar, we couldn't get 1% of black Americans to agree they would be willing to pay a dollar more. It took two or three cents at max to get some sizable number of black Americans. Real policies that affect real Americans, just like everyone else, black Americans are interested in these concrete ideas, not the social justice worry agenda. Well, I, I'm watching all of this, and we know it's going to happen this weekend, Leo. We know the the rage, the hatred. I mean, it's going to be hate Trump, hate Trump, hate Trump, and then we're big socialists, and we're going to and we're going to tax the rich, and we're going to you know, and everything's going to be free and the great utopia. That's pretty much the whole week. You're, you're absolutely right. Listen, let's be very clear. Let's be very honest. People don't like Joe Biden. People don't like Kamala Harris. They are the the only people voting for those individuals are those who want to get Trump out of office. People who care and support Donald Trump, they love him. He has resonated with his followers. And I'll tell you right now, there's a large, large, large group of individuals who are silently supporting Donald Trump, but they don't say it publicly. I went out and opened my big mouth and said it, because you know what? I want to tell those Democrats and black Americans, hey, it's okay, I'm out there, and I know you support Donald Trump, don't worry about it. Just vote on November 3rd. But the bottom line is that the Democrats have two unpopular individuals at the top of the ticket. Well, I, you know, I, I think that's true. Historically, African-Americans, I don't know why Horace Cooper. Well, I know that the race card is played every two and four years. But why do they always seem to in large and large numbers vote for the Democratic Party? Well, the race card is quite effective, but I want to give your audience a little hint. In 2012, after winning election in 2008 with the single highest percentage of black American support, Barack Obama actually found his support dropped. Black Americans voted in fewer numbers for Barack Obama in 2012 because black Americans looked around and saw the policies that they were hoping were going to be great for themselves and ended up realizing that our former president was more committed to the progressive agenda than he was to the livelihoods of millions of Americans. There is a reason that there's this large number of Americans who voted in 2010, excuse me, 2008 and 2012 for Barack Obama and then shifted in 2016 and voted for Donald Trump. 
Americans, Americans, black, white, or brown, are interested in solutions that are going to make their lives better. The original March on Washington that Martin Luther King gave his amazing speech was an actual jobs march, because that's the core of where America is, and black America is no different. At the Leo Terrell Twitter, Horace Cooper with us. Uh, welcome both of you back to the show. All right, so as this goes forward tonight, how do they justify the violence in their cities? Liberal cities run by liberal Democrats for decades, Leo, and how do they justify their fa- failed educational system? Why would people trust them on health care or any other promise after the Obamacare disaster? I can answer that very easily. But you know what, Sean, I didn't realize this, but you know, by me moderating the virtual show tomorrow on your book, Live, and Live for Your Die, uh, people who register will get a signed autographed copy only because I'm moderating. <laughs> that means more. Listen, I'm glad. to. I wish I, I, I could just, be on the road that. with people. But, you know, this is a huge career risk for me, just for the record. I'm just pointing I'm just, that I'm out. Moderate. They're giving out. Okay, well, let me get back to the point. Sean, they are ignoring. The Democrats are ignoring what's happening in their cities and their schools. Why? Very simple. They can't defend it. And what they have done, they have made a deal with the devil. They have made a deal with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter and Antifa are never going to ever come to the table and come mainstream. They're extremists. They get their game out of chaos. And so the Democratic Party has just basically thrown themselves to the left. That's why Democrats, like myself, are leaving. And so they have to ignore it. Those two other cable networks, they ignore it. And I'll tell you, Sean, I really mean this. The reason why the president, in my opinion, is getting a big bump in the poll is because your show talks about this every night, and you put real faces of victims on camera. And the president has met with these people. Final point. Is it amazing that Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, Al Sharpton have not visited these families who have been victims of black-on-black crime in Chicago, in Washington? Or we'll never hear Dorn. about them. Never, never hear about, hear about the, na- the names and we mentioned. How, and that's outrageous. That's how they're handling yeah. it. They're ignoring it. Horace, 1,803 questions Donald Trump has answered since March. Take a guess. How many think Biden has answered from the mob? (laughs) Take a Uh, guess. I'm going to go with zero. Uh, Leo, take a guess. Four. Four questions. 34. 34 questions to 1,803. You guys forgot he had too many press conferences. Ah, there we go. Well, I'll say right now, Trump will. Trump is, has no fear. He'll answer any question. Biden doesn't have the ability to answer questions. I guarantee you, the public is looking at the distinction. Donald Trump is fearless. Period. Well, let me just say this about the the violence and the looting and the outrageous uh, unwillingness for these local city governments to take responsibility for their primary... 20 seconds, Horace, I'm not pushing you. Go just the heartbreak. 81% of black Americans say we want more law enforcement, not less. And they also say they want better, improved schools. That's the same thing that other Americans are saying as well. All right. Uh, at the Leo Terrell, big career risk. Hannity.com for he's inter- he's going to be the moderator on this uh, virtual book uh, 2020 tour tomorrow. Hannity.com for details. We'll continue. Catherine Engelbrick and Carter Page next.
All right, glad you're with us. Live free or die. 40% off Amazon.com and great sales. Costco, uh, Walmart, Target, and uh, Barnes & Noble bookstores everywhere. Uh, we're going to have opportunities to give out autograph copies. Uh, coming soon, stay with Hannity.com. Don't forget our election map either. This is very important. That is, oh, when do I have to register by? Well, that's up on Hannity.com. Well, what if I want to do absentee ballot? That's up on Hannity.com. Well, what if I want to, uh, what, when does early voting start? When does it end? What day is election day? Who's running for my congressional seat? Um, we now have, with the plea deal on Friday with Kleinsmith, um, I believe the first in what is now total complete vindication of one person, one individual by the name of Carter Page. Um, at the at the heart of it all is that he was an American patriot. And, I, you know, as, as time went on and I interviewed Carter more and more, I began to realize uh, this guy actually is working for us. This is one of our guys. And I remember he was in studio with me. He's not today. And I remember looking at him in the eye. I said, you work for us. And, I, you know, I think I'm pretty good at reading people. And he couldn't he didn't confirm or deny at the time. Uh, but it turns out he did work for uh, one of our three letter agencies known as the CIA. And when he was abroad, he'd come home and he'd be debriefed. In other words, that he would give all the information. Now, by the way, doing this kind of work, not exactly um, the kind of work you you get involved in if you're not willing to accept a certain amount of danger. I always talk about the 99 percent in the intelligence community and the FBI, the 99 percent, the world's premier law enforcement agency and the world's premier intelligence agencies. They are the best of the best. Um and so what I'm looking at here is with Klein Smith is just the beginning. Carter Page, he has a new book out this week. By the way, part of it is opinion on on Klein Smith. And he tweeted it out Friday that Klein Smith, his organization and their associates put my very life at risk, leading to abusive calls, death threats because of my personal opinions and support for President Trump. There's a long way to go on the road to restoring justice in America, but certainly a good first step has now been taken. His new book is uh, going to be released oh, pretty much in just about a week, I guess, a week from tomorrow. It's called Abuse and Power, and uh, he's here to join us now. Carter Page, what happened to you should never happen, but also they used you and set you up and denied you your civil liberties and constitutional rights for the purpose of what? Spying on then-candidate Trump, then-transition team Trump, and then-President Trump. And they created something we now know that they knew was had never happened and was false. And that is this, this whole Trump-Russia collusion nonsense while simultaneously ignoring Hillary's dirty, bought-and-paid-for Russian disinformation dossier. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Sean. And I, you're absolutely right, as you have been right for the last... Uh, four years as you've uncovered this. And I, I really I really enjoyed uh, reading your book, uh, Live for, Free or Die, over the weekend. And Chapter 5 really digs into all of that about, you know, with the first segment of Deep State 1 with uh, Russia collusion and, you know, as, as you called it, the hoax of the century. And this, you know, this is only the beginning. I think you're, you're getting it absolutely right. Um, and but, you know, but you know what's said, sad? Yeah, yeah. We're, all the people that lied 
and the media and the mob, as I call them. That's chapter seven. All the people, they've never retracted. They've never rescinded. They've never apologized. They never even to this day really want to. I mean, do you ever get invited on these other networks? I don't think you do very often. I used to get invited all, all, all along or all the time, you know, every uh, every day on all the other, you know, both uh, the big network, uh, ABC, CBS, and then also, you know, MSN, MSDNC and the CNN and all the other liberal outlets. And now they're they're trying to stay as far away as possible, as you as you're correctly saying. You know, it's it is pretty amazing. And, you know, I like the subtitle of your book also. It's abuse and power, how an innocent American was framed in an attempted coup against the president, because that's really what it comes down to. But this is a year of your life. And now we know that they were warned before the first FISA application that it was not uh, that there was no verifying that took place at all. It was un, we now know unverifiable. We know that Bruce Orr warned Comey in the Department of Justice. Uh, we know that Kathleen Kavlak warned them. They ignored her warnings. And it says again at the top, it says uh, that, that this information, that they're swearing to it, is absolutely true to the best of their ability. But we know it's unverifiable. It says verified. Then, then Comey, after he signs it, goes to see Trump and Trump Tower and then says, oh, yeah, the dossier of which... Let's see, McCabe, Yates, and many others all said you wouldn't have a FISA warrant without the dirty dossier. Uh, he said it's salacious but unverified, the opposite of what he said in October and the a- opposite of what he said the other two times when he renewed the warrants. He's just a liar. Yeah, absolutely, Sean. You know, the, the lies just run so deep. I, and I remember so many times we would talk over the last several years, and you were always talking about the boomerang, right? You know, the boomerang is coming. I think what we are now seeing, and we've been waiting and waiting, and, you know, you see little tidbits of information. I think the beautiful turning point on Friday is that the boomerang finally did turn significantly. And I think, as you're saying, there is just so much more to come now. And it's the, time, the timing is perfect because there's really a lot that needs to be revealed. And I, I get into, you know, again, you really laid out a – incredible strategic worldview in your uh, in live free or die and i'm sort of you know my my book builds upon that with a lot of new details and new breaking news that i wasn't uh in a position to talk about just given you know as you said about my uh relationships uh and support you know for over a quarter century of the u.s intelligence community but now that that's been blown wide open with the ig report last December, it was, it was time for me to start laying that out. You know, I, and I think it's all now beginning to come to a head. I mean, John Solomon's sources, my sources say that more is coming, and I think the predictable names I'm watching very closely. I guess Brennan is supposed to be interviewed by Durham this, this Friday, so I keep reading. Uh, but, but, you know, what, where, where's Comey? You know, all these deep staters, they now have big gigs and they're selling their their books and making tons of money and all this sort of thing. And I have no problem, obviously, with selling a book. But the idea that, you know, a higher calling, a higher honor, whatever it's called. And I'm like, this guy just is a liar. And, that we, you know, we haven't had equal justice under the law. At times it gets me and I know it gets members of this audience very frustrated. No doubt, Sean. And again, this goes back to my point about this new turning point we are we are at. 
And, it, you know, it, it's somewhat difficult to see, but I felt this directly for the first time. Again, I have had my life at risk, and I've been up against so many national historic battles. Uh, you know, again, bearing in mind that they're always just trying to take down President Trump and previously candidate Trump and also through his transition team. But they really, you know, this is the first time with DOJ and the FBI just acting so unethically in support of the DNC and their consultants, et cetera. This is the first time that the law was actually followed. And, you know, there's a lot more to it. And, you know, I look forward to discussing that with you. But, you know, there's just been so many laws that have been broken from from day one. And again, it's, it's as you correctly uncovered going back three plus years. And I, I, I can't thank you enough for for doing that and, and all the support you, you but, gave. But, you know, you know it's not really, just a yeah. year of your life. This has been four years of your life. You know, abuse and power, how an innocent American was framed in an attempted coup against the president. That's what it was. And my question to you is, where do you go to get your good name and your life back? It's now it's not just the one year you were being illegally surveilled. Now, also, we now know a lot more about what you used to do for a living. Uh, I would assume that you know, being a, a covert ops like that is not exactly uh, work that doesn't particularly have its dangers. I would imagine that it's pretty dangerous work. Am I right about that? No doubt. No doubt, Sean. And again, it everything, everything came down terribly upon me just because there's a law known as the Crime Victims' Rights Act, right? And this is the first time so many crimes have been committed against myself as a way of taking down President Trump. And I, I can say, without getting into details, uh, on Friday was the first time that the law was actually fo followed. You know, the, that, that act says, you know, you have a right to reasonable, uh, accurate, and timely notice of court uh, public court proceedings. And I, I was given that, you know, and I, was, I never received that previously from DOJ. You know, it's, it really is an important first step. And, you know, I, I think as you've been saying and hoping for, the boomerang. The boomerang has begun. I've been, you know, as you know, I've always kept uh, a, gr uh, a positive attitude in terms of dealing with these, this national tragedy, doing everything in my power to try to help fight back. But, you know, this is really a first step uh, in terms of, you know, feeling like the government is starting to act uh, correctly. And I think you talked about it with uh, Attorney General Barr in your interview uh, last Thursday. Right. And, you know, talking through, I, I think you kind of you laid it out there as, to, you know, it's, it's possible he could be uh, one of the greatest of, of all times or the greatest of all times. And I think, you know, again, I was I was always sort of holding my breath. But I think there have been some important major steps and some, you know, new adherence to the rule of law after so many years in which the FBI and DOJ was breaking the law, that I just have this really positive new sense of great optimism. I want to get into the book, which you're, you're going to be launching in about a week, a week from tomorrow, uh, Abuse and Power, How an Innocent American Was Framed in an Attempted Coup Against uh, the President. Uh, Carter Page is with us, 800-941-SHAWN is our number. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, well, voter fraud, true the vote founder and president, Catherine Engelbrecht is uh, going to join us. We'll get to that. Also, Leo and uh, Horace Cooper were great today. We're going to maybe get some of your calls in on that also. And as we continue, Carter Page is with us. He's about to launch a new book next week, Abuse and Power, How an Innocent uh, American Was Framed in an Attempted Coup Against the President. So 
how do you see who are the people you've identified that you feel have most wronged you? I would assume everybody that signed the FISA application using the dirty dossier that Hillary paid for that we now know was Russian disinformation. Well, Sean, I think, you know, there were some really interesting clues uh, a couple of days ago when we saw that first uh, indictment in uh, or a first information memorandum charging document in the uh, in the Durham investigation. And, you know, there are some interesting points in there uh, talking about um, uh, they identified certain members of the Crossfire Hurricane team. Right. And this goes back to, you know, as, as you were saying, that way back in August 2016, right during the presidential election. So it's a big open question. Who are those certain mem- members? You know, and I think we're going to have to wait and see. I've, I've got some ideas, and I know, I know having uh, watched you every night for, uh, you know, for the last several years, I know uh, you've got some guesses as well. And, you know, I don't like to speculate until I know, but I think – um, there are some interesting clues. As what, what did you think of both together. Rod Rosenstein and Sally Yates, both of whom signed FISA warrants, saying knowing what they know now, they wouldn't have signed the warrant to spy on you? Well, this goes back to the Crime Victims' Rights Act and all the illegal abuses of power that we saw over the last four years. You know, that, that law says, you know, uh, a person who's a crime victim has the right to be treated with fairness and with respect to the victim's dignity and privacy. Those people have continued to show no respect whatsoever. And again, I think, you know, there's a lot more that uh, we need to learn. I think, you know, just peeling back the onion, we're, we're learning more and more, but so far so good. And I, I remain optimistic, Sean, so we'll have to see about well, that. You also have a new attorney who, by the way, happens to be one of many for me uh, attorneys. Uh, I've retained Lynn Wood, and I understand you've retained Lynn Wood as your attorney. Um, uh, they, there is one tough attorney I would not want to go against. Well, it goes back to what we were just talking about, Sean, in terms of you know people acting with dignity and respect and fairness. And you know, as you know, I know you've known him since the 1980s, you know, 30-some years. And, you know, that is the essence of who he is. And in a, in a legal system which has had so much terrible damage done, it's just a great inspiration spending time with him and getting his invaluable support. As I, But I know I'm t- preaching to the choir there. As All right. Uh, a week from tomorrow, abuse and power, how an innocent American was framed in an attempted coup against the president. Uh, you can go to Amazon.com. We have it up on Hannity.com. Bookstores everywhere in a week, a week from tomorrow. Uh, and we'll talk to you more throughout this uh, whole process. Carter Page, glad you're free. Hope you get vengeance. Thank you, sir, for being with us. Thank you so much for everything you continue to do, Sean. All right. When we come back, voter fraud and the Democrat strategy straight ahead in your calls coming up. All right, live free or die. Amazon.com, 40% discount, by the way, which I love. Uh, Costco's. Barnes and Noble, Walmart, Target, you name it, bookstores everywhere. Uh, finally, you actually can go, many of you, to a bookstore. How refreshing that is. Wish we could get there and do some, you know, live signings and shake hands and uh, and talk a lot more about the election. But we have all our virtual events. We are proud of those. Um, I want to get to this whole issue. I discussed it earlier in the program, and that is about voter fraud and the Democrats' hysteria that has, you know, demanding that the postmaster general uh, testify urgently on the sabotage of the Postal Service 
And, you know, leaving out, you know, statements calling on the postmaster general and the chairman of the Postal Service Board of Governors to testify about Postal Service sabotage. It's an interesting conspiracy theory. Democrats have spent days, you know, flogging what is a false mailbox conspiracy theory that Donald Trump is deliberately crippling the Postal Service so that it can't handle votes by mail in November, even forcing it to remove mailboxes. Uh, yeah, no, that is not exactly what happened. Uh, but uh, Biden apparently enthusiastically in, inflaming this phony conspiracy theory, theory uh, far more directly than Trump, uh, Donald Trump could have been said to have done this. Anyway, the truth is, you know, U.S. Postal Service has had problems for years, not the least of which is losing a ton of money. 2009, the Postmaster General proposed moving to a five-day-per-week mail delivery to cut costs. Obama criticized the service that year for failing to keep up with private sector competitors. Oh, okay. I didn't know that they could be critical of such. Now, there's a lot of issues. Look, you know, Cory Booker saying he's so confident that voter fraud in by by mail-in vote is rare. Uh, Really? Oh, I'm going to take his word for it. I don't think so. Uh, what does the government do right now? Not a whole lot that would instill any extra trust in me. Now, I think that, you know, Schumer and, and Pelosi wanted to politicize. Remember, they went home rather, rather than offer aid and walked away from a deal to extend unemployment. But the only thing they care about is influencing elections any way they can. Alarmingly, we see the devastating effects of the president's campaign to sabotage. Here we go. Trump-Russia collusion. You know, and and everybody's so afraid uh, to have, you know, Chris Christie was funny. He goes, people wait in line at the DMV for eight hours in New Jersey, but we're afraid to have them wait online now. And he's saying now, not just normal times. Um, But you got to make sure that every vote counts. I agree with that. But only one vote counts. When you look at all that, the debate is now over process, which they want to change, which is 78 days to go to Election Day. Well, that would be a disaster. And we'd never have any results on November 3rd. We might not know for months based on what they're planning. Uh, Then you have the other problem. The postmaster general sent out a note to the states and said, look, if you've got a tight time frame, you might want to look at adjusting that because even the post office's guaranteed two-day mail isn't guaranteed in two days. Well, guess what else we have to worry about? And that is 8.6 billion pieces of mail going through postal workers' hands And letter carriers, whether they're in a big city or a rural part of the country, even if every single voter voter voted by mail, uh, we're talking about a major difference. And you're going to tell me that there's not going to be shenanigans. I'm not sure I believe that either. What is this whole concept of ballot harvesting? You know, another latest conspiracy is Trump is locking up mailboxes in Burbank, California. Urgent. My entire life, I've never seen a locked mailbox at a postal station ups uh usps now you have uh what they're blaming that on donald trump well there was a daily news headline in august of 17 thieves rate raiding valley mailboxes prompt postal service to get action thousands of uh postal postal service mailboxes were removed during the biden obama administration wow excuse me between 2011 and 2016 about 14,000 USPS mailboxes were removed, which was during the Obama and Biden administrations. Whoopsie daisy.
you know, Obama accusing Trump of sabotaging it. All that is, well, if we lose, it's because he he stole it again. He did it. This time it wasn't the Russians, though. But, I mean, you just listen, it's madness. Let's listen to Obama himself when he talked about Democrats can commit voter fraud. I would just like to know what you can say to reassure us that this election will not be rigged or stolen. Well... Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. Um, but, but look, I come from Chicago, so, so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have to. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to you know, tilt things in their direction. Okay, so the Heritage Foundation... Uh, they put out a sampling of election fraud cases from across the country, 1,088 proven instances of voter fraud, 949 criminal convictions, 48 civil penalties, 75 diversion programs, eight judicial findings, and eight official findings. Well, whoopsie-daisy, I guess that, that, that does go in sync with the president's analysis that, yeah, voter fraud does occur. Anyway, joining us now, Catherine Engelbrecht is with us, founder, president, true, the vote. Well, just because Cory Booker says he's pretty sure it's, it doesn't happen does not give me confidence. Catherine. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Sean. And no, we should not uh, we should not have any confidence in uh, what uh, Mr. Booker says. And we should heed the words of former President Barack Obama. Uh, there is there is a lot of reason to uh, expect that there's going to be fraud. There always has been. There always will be until we get a handle on it. And this year, more than ever, we are seeing engineered chaos that is designed to exploit the weaknesses of the problem. And, um, and it's, going to, it's going to cause a lot of voters to be caught in the lurch. Well, I mean, we actually put together an interactive map on Hannity.com where people can know when, if they have early voting in their state, when it starts, how to register, where, how do they do that. Uh, they can learn uh, about absentee balloting if they're not going to be in the country or out of state or whatever. Uh, and then when Election Day is and where the polls are uh, and who's running for Congress. Um, you've been doing this now and True the Vote has been doing great work. Tell us about some of the more egregious examples you picked up over the years. Oh, my word. I mean, the, the, the bigger the big issue here is that the fraud has been institutionalized and you have to start a start from the ground up. You have voter rolls that are riddled with errors. Uh, now, now in, in this current setup, all those problematic registrations are going to be receiving ballots. Um, you have lack of consistency with voter ID. You know, we're the, Sean, we're the only industrialized country in the world that doesn't have a standard for voter ID. And when you have problems with your roles, you have problems with the ability to identify who voters are when they show up to vote, uh, then you throw in, you know, a healthy dose of vote harvesting, uh, antiquated equipment, uh, leftist organizations that routinely sue states to prevent them from cleaning their roles. It's all a recipe for disaster, and it's, and it's all very carefully measured out. Uh, you know, this, this season uh, being maybe the best example on record. Uh, the, the Democrats started pushing mass mail voting in January before the pandemic. It was part of the very first bill that Nancy Pelosi put forward, where she also introduced the concepts of ballot harvesting and the reduction of signature comparisons. And now we're seeing all of that play out as they are suing across the country 
to eliminate the checks and balances that would help, at least in small measure, to preserve the integrity of these mail ballots that are being sent out in this new sweeping process towards mass mail. So um, there's a lot to be concerned about, but there's also a lot that people can do. And, and the first thing I would recommend is to, is to plan to vote in person, if at all possible in your state. The most secure way to vote is in person on Election Day. Uh, and, and the second is to volunteer. People must volunteer and not just sit by and watch this happen. Uh, get in the game and check out truthevote.org. Uh, this, is, uh, this is an all-hands-on-deck moment. Well, we're having a lot of those right now. But, you know, think about this. All right. So you have a thousand and eighty eight proven instances of voter fraud, nine hundred and forty nine uh, criminal convictions and civil penalties and all these other things. So the types of voter fraud. Why don't we go over that impersonation? For example, I, you know, if there was a DNC convention this year that I would be at normally, uh, guess what, Catherine? I would need a photo ID to get yes, in the would. building. Yes, you would. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. The, the voter impersonation, uh, the ability to vote more than once, uh, and then, again, that comes back to the fact that our voter rolls are a mess. Um, the, the lack of ability to confirm the authenticity, particularly in a mail ballot situation. You know, we hear often now that, oh, we're going to have these signature comparisons, and people believe, I think, that there is some magical software that syncs up signatures, and that's that's just simply not the case. You have uh, scanned in digitized copies of things that humans are looking at, and now they're going to be looking at them, you know, on a scale that we've never seen the system stressed towards before. So um, the, the lack of ability to, uh, to, tra- to track and to trace authenticity, um, again, stemming back to problems with the voter rolls, you've got, you know, dead people voting, non-citizens voting, but all of that is, is baked in and um, all part of a piece, all because you don't, you know, you don't need a whole lot of fraud. You just need a little fraud in the right places. And so you can anticipate who's going to vote, who won't vote, who can be, who can have their mail ballot applied for by mail um, and just run the table with it without anybody ever noticing or stopping long enough uh, to, to get to the bottom of it. So this I, is I now liberals. St- yeah. this, this is their cause celeb at this point. I mean, the reason oh, they were going to stop coronavirus absolutely. aid the first time was one of the major reasons was they wanted to change the voting laws in the country. Absolutely. This, this is, they are going all in on this issue and it is absolute intentional and engineered chaos. Think about what we just saw happen in New York, where over 100,000 voters who tried to vote in the Democrat primary had their, their votes tossed out for any number of reasons. I mean, that, that is, that's a stunning, stunning failure. But yet they're pressing forward. And you still see bureaucrats in states that are still issuing, you know, fiat standards to, to do away with voter registration or do away with voter uh, signature comparisons or to strike down their own voter ID laws. Um, it's, it's out of control. And I, and I think it's because the, you know, the saying chaos breeds opportunity and they are planning to cause as much confusion as possible. And then there's their army of 600 plus attorneys that are already standing waiting in the wings will take the field 
And uh, and we are going to see this this you know if they have their way, we will see this election decided in the courts, but not by the American people. Well, that that can happen, but that that's a possibility. Um, and I think people need to get more informed about all of this. All right, uh, it's truethevote.org. All right, Catherine Engelbrecht, founder and president, True the Vote. All right, let's go to uh, the great state of Minnesota and say hi to Ross. You know, Ross, in 78 days, I'm going to be paying very close attention to Minnesota. There's a chance in the back of my head that it's possible Minnesota could turn red. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, I think you're right, Sean. First of all, it's a great honor to talk to you. We talk about you here at work all the time, uh, and it's, it's oh, thank your you. videos on Facebook are great. And, uh you know, I just commented, uh, Trump is actually in Minnesota today, so it's a greater day in Minnesota. Uh, I just, you know, commented on Facebook, he's going to win Minnesota. I really think that's true. Um, my question for you is, earlier you said two words, democratic strategy. I was sitting here last week at work, uh, we were talking, and then we're talking about a big if. If Biden wins the presidency, right, Harris is the vice president, let's say, six months to a year down the road, we all know kind of how unfit he is to be president. Um, what do you think if he would say, oh, I have to resign because due to health, due to health issues, I'm not fit, you know, health-wise, and guess who becomes president? How realistic do you think that is? That I, I just don't know. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to play one on the radio, be it about coronavirus or anything else. But I, I, I look at a guy and I compare Biden to just when he left office four years ago. He seems frail. He seems weak. He seems tired. He seems out of it to me. He, uh, you know, this is the hardest job in the world. They asked it, the question about McCain. They asked it about Reagan. And, and does he have the mental alertness, the mental acuity? Does he have the strength? Does he have the stamina for this hardest job in the world? I think that is an open and fair question, and I think we need an answer. And I'd like to think, um, uh, Ross, that in, uh, in 78 days, we'll, we at least could have a debate before a single vote is cast so we could determine how they look together. But I don't think they're going to let that happen. All right, I'll be watching. I'm counting on you, Ross. you got to carry that state on your shoulders. You're on record. We're going to hold you to it. Quick break, right back. We'll continue more of your calls on the other side. I live free or die, America and the world on the brink. Uh, Amazon.com, 40% off. Uh, Costco, deeply discounted. Walmart, Barnes & Noble, uh, bookstores everywhere. Um, I can't believe it's just 78 days till you are the ultimate jury. Uh, You're beginning to get a little bit of that feeling inside that, uh uh-oh, this matters. Because that's what I've been feeling. That's why I wrote the book a year ago. Started thinking about writing the book and said, all right, I I need to get on this. Because this is uh, very precarious in more ways than I even care to really think about. And, um, you know, it's a little scary because people have ideas. We know exactly where this would end. There's no ambiguity. You try socialism and it ends in poverty, misery, a loss of freedoms. And I just think based on the radicalism that they've adopted here, I don't know if it's even something that we can ever recover from. I just don't see it. How do you recover from something that stupid? It just, I, you know, I, I think it's irreparable harm. By the way, Linda, did you notice that they're trying to license in the city of New York people that wash your hair at a hair salon that they go through a $13,000 course for hair washing? This is I a mean, complete and total crock. This stuff is starting to actually get on my nerves. It really is. Starting to get on your nerves? He's getting on your nerves? You know, we're past the point. Like, de Blasio literally can't tie his shoes. 
and he wants to charge people that him and Cuomo want to like put all these poor businesses out of out of out of business. And, you know, it's funny, you know, I saw this meme going around and they're, you know, they're blaming Trump for everything. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's all you jerk governors that are capitulating to everything instead of following compliance guidelines and allowing us to live our lives. And, it, you know, quite frankly, I don't know how much longer we're supposed to do this. It's complete insanity. You know, we uh, should be able to wear a mask, do the social distancing, do all the things we're supposed to do and be able to go and vote in person, just like we go to Home Depot, just like we go to Target, just like we go to Walmart. Somehow we're able to do all those things, but we can't go to a restaurant. Oh, we can go to a restaurant, but only this restaurant, because, you know, this governor's got a cousin, this governor's got a friend, I got an uncle. The the only thing I've been saying is, and I think the CDC just keeps backing up everything I'm saying, masks work when you can socially distant. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And now they're doing both. I mean, we're here in this New York building, you know, for work. When we come into the building, they have these little circles on the ground. You have to stay six feet apart when you come into the building. We're all wearing masks over our face. There's How many people allowed everywhere. in the elevator? There's six people allowed in the elevator. No, five. Five. Excuse me. One in okay. each corner I and somebody in the you, middle. That's not social distancing. But I'm you have saying. your mask on. You're not allowed you in without your mask. Your mask. I love, we're going to get pictures of Linda in a mask. Well, I already Listen, did This that. is now, uh, I, I'm just telling you all of this. And thank God for Operation Warp Speed. You know what's mad, though, too? I mean, it's just look at all these big cities. Look at all of them. This is a preview of coming attractions. Uh, another bloody weekend in New York. Another bloody weekend in Chicago. Another blood everywhere. And oh, and you know what governor, else? Governor Cuomo is out there trying to pin the liability for crime in New York City on Trump. Yeah. So here's now, a- he's been flailing because right. he knows he got caught red handed. 100%. I'm like, where in terms when, of his COVID response? And when he's are you going to be held accountable? Violence. All these people in these nursing homes, you sent them there and you don't want to take any accountability, but you want to blame Trump when Trump was the one who wanted to act first. When you guys said that it was completely xenophobic for him to do what he was doing. And then we have Biden saying that we have to have all these rules and regulations go into place, but it's not going to happen until he's elected. You know what? Why don't we try it now and see how much everyone likes your rules and regulations? I guarantee you it's going to lower that vote already more than it already is. 1,087 victims of shootings in New York City, uh, more than twice the same period last year. Unbelievable. You have more deaths in the city compared to all of, of 2019. Uh, a man fatally shot at a, a gun violence memorial in New York. Can you believe that? New York resident, by, by the way, New York City is facing, facing record vacancies, record low rent prices, Why? Because everybody is getting the hell out. I mean, more than 16,000 New Yorkers got out and they're not coming back. And these moving companies are saying they cannot keep up with the demand. And that what they're doing is they're they're literally people call and say, yeah, would you mind? Here's my apartment. The super will give you the key. Can you please get all our crap and mail it to this address? That's what they're doing. They're just walking out. New lease sightings down a 25 percent. I mean, rental prices are down dramatically. And by the way, even Hollywood actors and actresses, the rich and famous, now they're fleeing uh, Hollywood in droves as liberal politics and, and now their city of dreams into a cesspool of junkies and violent criminals. That was in the Daily Mail. A Chicago business owner spent 300 grand to repair his store after it was looted in May riots. He now is going to sue the city. Good. Should sue the city. 64 shot, five dead. Chicago this weekend. 12-year-old boy, six teenagers among the wounded. Are we ever going to pay attention to any of this? 
Apparently not. Apparently it's not a top priority because, you know, unless they can blame Donald Trump, why talk about it? Why even get into it? I mean, it's the mob and the media just despicable. They're just so corrupt beyond anything I've ever seen in my life. And this is now what happens in the next 78 days. You think, listen, I, I don't know how much people are going to be able to take, but I, I'm looking at this lineup, this roster of people speaking at this virtual convention. Half the people, by the way, are going to be recorded because they don't want to get a word wrong. Joe's probably going to be recorded, too. Let's find out if he's recorded or Kamala is recorded. I know Michelle Obama's recorded. I know. I assume Andrew Cuomo's going to be recorded. Let me do another take on that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just pathetic. And now they've they've become the most radicalized ticket of a major party in the history of this country. And they're getting zero to no scrutiny, which is kind of where I started the program today. And that is, yeah, Joe Biden doesn't even uh, provide opportunities for people to even ask questions. It's unbelievable. Then we have to worry about voter fraud. This is now their cause celeb. Voter fraud. I mean, if you look at the the number of the amount of, you know, attacks in this country against Donald Trump. And the, how about the questions that he's answered? It's another thing versus Biden. I, I actually had my staff research this all weekend long. We looked into it again and again and again. Donald Trump, since March until today has answered 1,803 questions. That's it. Well, that's a lot of questions from the mob. Biden, 34. Are you kidding me? You got to be kidding me. Uh, it's pretty unbelievable. You know, Sean, too, if you look at all of these virtual events that you've been doing for your book, you know, people have been writing in their questions and typing them in in the interactive aspects of, of this, the town halls and stuff that we've been doing. And it's the same question from people. They're like, it really is a live free or die moment. What well, happens yeah. with it, this election? That's not. That's not. That's not but I mean, it's like if we get a thousand questions, there's at least five hundred of them that are just like that. People are on tilt. They are ready to get out. They're ready to wait in line. They will wear the mask. They will stand there and they will vote, as is their civic duty to do so. And I don't. I really think that there's a lot of people underestimating just how offended we all are that Biden is talking about all the things he's going to do when in the last 50 years in public office and also as a vice president, he was never able to do anything. So why would we make you president? You haven't done anything ever. I uh, listen, I don't know the answer, but I am concerned and I'm concerned because you have the biggest donation ever in the history of any presidential campaign. That is a ratcheted up insane, psychotic cult known as the media mob. And it's stunning to me that they actually, I think they think they're doing God's will. I'm convinced. They have convinced themselves, so convinced themselves, that that conservatives, that we are smelly Walmart Trump supporters and shoppers. Irredeemable deplorables. The 15% of garbage that Biden talks about. And that they've so convinced themselves that whatever means necessary, that's why they never cared about Hillary's Dirty dossier, Russian misinformation. They never cared. Let's get a few calls in here. Uh, the important state of Ohio, Mike. Mike, I see your uh, former governor is going to be uh, entertaining the troops tonight at the Democratic National Convention, which tells me, and I, I used to be friends with John Kasich. John Kasich wouldn't take my call before the 2016 election. And John Kasich now going up there supporting the most radical socialist ticket ever. You know, will the real John Kasich ever please stand up? How are you, sir? 
I'm fine, thank you. Kasich is an embarrassment to Ohio. They had the Republican convention in Ohio, and he was a Republican governor and did not come to the convention in Ohio. I'm embarrassed to say that I live in Ohio with Kasich. No, don't be embarrassed you live in Ohio at all. You should be proud of the fact that you live in Ohio. Ohio's a great, great place. Yes, it is. It's a beautiful place, and I'm just going to tell you, just just because you picked the bad governor doesn't mean, and that he's, listen, I'm going to tell you what he's suffering. You know what he's suffering from? I lost running for president syndrome. That's what I call it. (laughs) That's pretty good, Sean. Thank you so much. Anyway, let me preface what I'm going to say with you have, congratulations to you, you have peeled another layer off of the onion last week with that attorney from the FBI pleading guilty. And you know he named names. Uh, that's a part of this equation that nobody in the media has actually figured out. Part of his agreement to plead guilty, uh, altering the documents, which then led to Carter Page's life being room to spy on a presidential candidate, then a president. Yeah, the- part of that deal includes you got to give us all the information you got. Who else knew? So stay <laughs> tuned, right? Yeah, exactly. Say it to him. I like that phrase of yours, peeling another layer of the onion. Anyway, the primary reason for my call was that the past few weeks, because I listen to you every day, you're talking doom and gloom about the election coming up in 82 days or whatever the heck it is. But I know I've lived on the same street in Ohio for 50 years. And... The people I talk to on the street are all for President Trump. The reason they don't have a bumper sticker on their car, as I don't, is because I'll come out of a supermarket and I'll have a big key gashed down the side of my door. If I had a Trump sign in my yard, I'm going to get a brick thrown through my window because of these idiots who are never Trumpers. And the majority of this country, I think, feel that way, Sean. And remember three years and ten months ago when all the balloons were up at the hotel for Hillary and they were anxiously awaiting the final results? Oh, no. Uh, Remember, they, they had the big victory celebration planned. I think it was at the Javits Center. That got canceled. Yeah, well, Just. It was getting ready for all the balloons to come down, and that never happened. Every, well, 90% of the polls at that time were wrong. It was not Hillary with a landslide. It was the opposite way around. And you talk about the silent majority. That is us across the country, Sean. You're going to see Trump win this Big time. Now, I know psychologically you're saying every vote has to count and all that sort of stuff, and I agree with that, trying to make sure that people who might be hesitating to vote for Trump do not think he's going to win in a landslide. I'm going to vote for Trump. My daughter's Listen, going to- I am going to answer you this way. I am going to take what you say, and I'm paying very close attention to it, and I agree with you. Donald Trump, absolutely. The words the media would choke on can be uttered. We can now project Donald J. Trump has been reelected the 45th president, but I cannot allow my head to even begin to go there. I am acting as though the polls are correct, and that is that the president's down, that we have two minutes left in the game, 
We have the ball at our own 20. We have no timeouts. We got to march 80 yards down the field, cross the plane, kick the extra point to win. That's how I'm going to that's how I am looking at it. And because the stakes are that high, they've never been higher. And that's why I called the book Live Free or Die. Because it's everything that made America great will disappear based on their belief that big government socialism is the answer, Mike. All right, Mike, I'm putting Ohio in your hands, my friend. God bless you and God bless America. All right, Hannity tonight. We'll just load it up with everybody. Donald Trump Jr., uh, Governor Nome from South Dakota, Rove, Bongino, Leo, Judge Janine. I mean, we just have everybody. All coming up, including Dr. Ronnie Jackson on, well, how's how's Joe doing? And much more. Say your DVR. Please join us. 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox News. Don't forget, Hannity.com, Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere. Live free or die. 40% discount, including Books A Million, including Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Costco, Target, and Amazon.com, as I said, 40% off. Uh, see you tonight at 9, back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us.